This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you levitated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. Everybody should ride bicycle. Bike for me, bike for you, bike for everyone. Bike for me, bike for you, bike for everyone. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program coming to you from 3CR in Melbourne and thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and this is a show about bicycles and related uh, transport issues and uh, yep, yeah, I'm sounding a bit tired and sleepy because, you know, like a lot of other people, I was sitting up watching the Paris-Roubaix and yeah, wasn't that exciting? It's just um, congratulations to Greg Van Armerant for getting his first uh, monument, as it's called, in the in the Spring Classics. And uh, bad luck to Carl. Um, to, I was about to say Carl Sagan. Jeez, I'm getting getting my genres mucked up here. Peter Sagan for uh, getting so many goddamn punches. It was it was brutal. It was fast. It was dusty. It was it was a Paris Roubaix. And it's just one of those things that you watch on telly because it's just such an amazing spectacle. And um, I, I can barely do it justice because, um, you know, pro cycling, it's another universe indeed. But it's, again, it's amazing to watch. A bit of um, news I've got coming up about today is the last day for the Wallen to Heathcote Rail Trail Feasibility Study. Uh, help shape Yarra's future, how you can have some input into the Yarra budget. Uh, tram track renewal, you might know about this. This is down at Victoria Street and Church Street intersection. That's finishing up tomorrow, so you'll probably be noticing people wandering around down there with lots of machinery and or reflective vests and stuff. So just be a little bit wary about that area. That's down at the intersection of Victorian Church Streets in Richmond. And um, tram tracks down there are about 40 years old and need renewing. So that's something to keep in mind. But I suppose what's something that is on most people's minds here in Melbourne at the moment is the weather we've had in the last 48 hours. And this morning, and it was just something else. I got woken up again at 5 o'clock by some absolutely brutal winds and rain and uh, my commiserations to uh, everyone over on the western side of Melbourne who really got belted yesterday morning on, I'd say, probably Sunday evening as well. Anyway, without further ado, today's interview is with Asha Wolf, and she's written an article about food delivery workers and it's something that... Uh, goes under the radar a bit you know you come home at the end of the day and you're tired and you want to order some food well and you want to get it delivered well there's some more you know pardon the cliche food for thought about what goes on with some of those food delivery workers on bikes and uh, the article's entitled meet the food delivery workers in the decentralized dickensian online gig economy you know that thing of you know everything's a gig now you can be completely uh, decentralized and not having any working conditions or wage or whatever it's all by the you know it's 
That's what the uh, buzz phrase is disrupted. And uh, without much further ado, I'm going to get into that interview with Asher just after this. The Clock Tower Centre presents a definitive story from our neglected Indigenous history with Ubidjeri Theatre Company's production of Corrandirk. Based on the true story of the men and women of Corrandirk Aboriginal Reserve who went head-to-head with the Aboriginal Protection Board. This special production brings these voices from the past to life. Performing Wednesday the 24th of May at 8pm. Bookings and more information at clocktowercentre.com.au or call 92439191. That's 92439191. A 3CR supporter. This is a public service announcement with guitar. Today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, I'm speaking to Asher Wolf about an article she wrote on Medium.com to do with food delivery workers and the conditions they work under. Asher, thanks for doing this interview. Thanks for having me. I'm Asher Wolf. I'm a freelance journalist. They're published in The Guardian, Gizmodo, The Register, um, Mianjin, oh, Overland. <laughs> And yes, I, I'm a freelance journalist and I have recently spoken to a group of food delivery workers who ride bicycles and it was quite fascinating. Yeah, because um, it's something that we've seen start in the inner suburbs uh, last couple of years, but a lot of people really don't know what um, the conditions these people work under and you may have seen them tearing around and you have concerns, but you, you've actually gone and spoken to quite a few of these riders and... The conditions are just something else. Look, it was pretty shocking, to be honest. I've read a lot of media articles which really hawked the idea that this is a fabulous gig economy and, you know, people can be their own bosses and and that it's making service easier for people. But what I was driving past was often people lugging huge cases on the back of sort of very rickety put-together outfits with their bikes. I was driving past guys sitting outside a local town hall or a library and they looked exhausted in the middle of winter. And finally, I just thought, no, I need to go and find out what their story is and speak to them. And that was really an eye-opener. Yeah, because most people would not come into contact with this because people are students. I can remember one incident years ago. I um, had a long talk with a taxi driver who'd been stuffed over on a, was it a a four, five, seven, mm-hmm. and um, he had ended up with a phenomenal amount of debt and uh, just barely trying to cling on to his uh, taxi license or and or I shouldn't say license and or the gig the job he had at the time, and it really makes you think about the so-called service industries and the vulnerable people that work within them. Right. So a lot of these people who are working in the food delivery service as cyclists are foreign students. They're not aware of their rights. They've been placed on on sole contracts, so they're individual contractors, and they're being offered eight fifty something, nine dollars, nine dollars fifty, ten dollars per delivery. 
when they started, some of them years ago have stated that uh, they were on hourly contracts, which they found a lot more fair, but now they're on these uh, per-delivery contracts. They find it very hard to meet the requirements and make a decent wage. And speaking to them, it sounded like exploitation. Guys were getting hurt with serious injuries and then just not having any cover. Like, they do have insurance, but the insurance doesn't cover physio, they told me. They don't have backup. They don't have pay when they're off sick. Basically, their life rests on riding as fast as they can and staying healthy and crossing their fingers that they don't have an accident. Yeah, because I remember when I saw the article that you put on um, medium.com, uh, the, one of the photos, it looked like a partial degloving injury on this on this poor man's hand. Yeah, so they were telling me about injuries that involved their friends breaking both hands. Uh, in that case, it looked as though he'd come off the bike and taken off part of his hand, basically. And it's just horrid. Uh, one of the guys showed me scars on his hands from falling off the bike. Another guy told me about spraining his leg and not being able to work for a month. Um, and all of them said, look, when we don't work, we don't have money. You know, we rely on our friends and on our families. And not all of them have families that are aware that they're riding bikes to make a living. A lot of them have said things like, oh, we're working in call centres or we've got different jobs so that their families don't worry about them. Oh, that's the thing. People would be familiar with, you know, bicycle careers. This is something else entirely. I mean, the bicycle career industry has kind of shrunken a bit due to, you know, the internet, but it still exists. And I know people who actually work doing, you know, like similar to last mile logistics, and we've had people who do that, that small freight delivery stuff on the show. But they're covered under contracts and, you know, they do have wages and conditions. These people virtually have nothing. And the employees or the subcontractors or whoever's doing this food delivery stuff, I don't know if we can name names or not, are taking advantage of the, of the situation these people are in. Yeah, and look, that's how it felt. It felt very much like they've been tricked to some degree into taking contracts that essentially uh, are dis- disadvantageous to their own position where they end up working huge numbers of hours, not making very much at all, and taking huge personal risks. And I just couldn't sit back and watch that happening um, any longer because they're people. Exactly. And they're the young people wanting to, you know, get qualifications here in Australia or quite a few of them are professionals back in their countries, uh, dentists, engineers, doctors who are learning English, trying to gain higher education. Quite a a few of them were doing masters. and in the meantime, they're taking these risks that, honestly, I don't know how we can sit easy after ordering dinner to our doorsteps knowing that we're putting people's lives at risk. RCR presents an afternoon of great music at the Northcote Social Club on Sunday 30th of April. Ekranoplans, a bunch of hard rockin' psychedelic Soviet sympathisers. Winter Sun, who swing from dirty-ass blues to bittersweet ballads. Plus BJ Morizonkel, who's a weirdo composer and one-man band 
who combines cartoon music and depressed cowboy pop songs. The Northcote Social Club, High Street Northcote, on Sunday 30th of April. Doors open at 1.30. Pre-sale discounted tickets at northcotesocialclub.com. Show your love for 3CR and support the musicians who support 3CR. Are you agitated? Are you agitated? Are you agitated? Yeah! You're listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am and digital. I'm just going to go into the second part of the interview with Asher Wolf talking about food delivery workers who ride bikes around our city to get your food to you. Some of the stories that you've heard, you, you know, we heard a young man who's terrible injuries to his hand and people have had tendons, bones, or soft tissue injuries, this sort of thing. In the article, you're saying a lot of them don't want to be named. They're in such a you know, vulnerable situation that this is, the, is this, is this the only work they can get or are they being actively exploited? I mean, I keep coming back to this. Should Is there any kind of state or federal legislation that can protect these people? There is legislation if they are considered an employee. Now, the question then is, well, first of all, do these people know how to vocalise that they are employees because they work a certain number of hours? Or are they being contracted in such a way that they don't work enough hours to be considered employees, which would then explain why there is a large number of people sitting around waiting for jobs but not getting jobs because that way it can be stated that they're not working the adequate number of net hours to be considered employees. Um, So I think to some degree, some of the the information that we're finding is that the language which these companies use to describe their relationship with these workers tries to couch the relationship in such a way that it makes the workers sound as if they're contractors, not employees, so that the companies aren't liable for anything that happens to them in any way whatsoever. It sounds like that great uh, wasteland, which is referred to in Australia's industrial relations, and quite a few politicians got their start in this uh, field. I could go off, I could riff off on this on a bit of an angle, but I won't right now. <laughs> but so, in your article that you've you've written, so, some of these workers or riders have mentioned about getting organised, and and we're in a bit of an interesting position. What can people do to assist? Is it something like transport unions? What can be done about these conditions? Because, to, yeah, to put it bluntly, in you know, your article's title uses the word Dickensian, and this is this is what these people are working under. Mm, yeah, they are Dickensian situations that are occurring, and I think the thing that needs to happen is the next great industrial revolution, where we say just because we're we're digitised and we're having a gig economy online, we still need to protect workers' rights. So we need to start looking at things like unions. And that means perhaps unions recognising that to protect existing users' rights or existing members' rights, they also need to help new workers in the new gig economy protect their own rights as well because otherwise new industries will exploit loopholes and exploit contracts to undermine old existing industries when it comes to bike transport as well, I believe. Yeah, so it's it's kind of... I'm just trying to think of the words here of we need to disrupt this 
disruption uh, <laughs> and, and, and utilise human rights, basic human rights, back into industrial relations. I mean, I've seen things yep. in the inner suburbs which beggars belief. And because these people are isolated, because they're students, they may not know certain things about, you know, how to ride around the suburbs, and I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of condescending crap here, but it deeply concerns me. And it also is another thing of how can someone like myself, you know, bridge that divide between, you know, I'm um, you know, I'm an experienced inner-city cyclist, but I'm seeing these young students on, you know, really badly um, maintained bikes. They're working under terrible conditions when the rest of us don't have to contend with this. So it's almost like there's a blatant form of, well, I'm going to say the word racism, involved mm. with the, this sort of work. Right. They're getting and away with it because they can. Yep, and these guys notice that young Australians aren't really tending to come into these jobs as much as they are. They know they're being exploited, but they also are really scared of standing up and fighting back because they think if they complain, well, they know that their friends who have complained have had their shift hours cut right down. And I think that the way to disrupt this disruptive industry that's actually a form of exploitation to some degree is to work with the people who make money off it. Um, And the way to do that is these guys find that their bike shop actually cares for them more than their office that employs them or gives them their contract. I would be looking at finding ways to put flyers in bike shops for unions these guys to get in contact with because guys who are earning more money as couriers will then have more money to spend on their bikes in bike shops as well and I think that could be a really great rallying point that they know that if they walk into a bike shop there will be a flyer somewhere there that will point them towards a union that will help them protect their rights help them have bikes that are safe help them look after themselves help them fight to have decent pay and conditions We want to hear from you. Our station is all about serving the community and we want to know your thoughts, comments and ideas to help shape our future. We're currently asking listeners to take part in a short online survey that will help us get to know you better and understand what you want from your local radio service. The results of this survey will assist us in continuing to be the best possible station we can be in service of our valued community. To have your voice heard, head to our website and fill out the survey. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And it's going to go into the final part of the interview with Asher Wolf talking about food delivery workers. These are your rights. Oh, no, your rights. These are your rights. Well, they should be coming under a proper award as much as uh, people, you know, again, I'm going to use the term industrial relations, love to disrupt this stuff. If it gets into harm, injury and or death, we must ensure that bottom line, that people go to work and they return from work safely and uninjured. And regardless of whether they use a bicycle or not, that is the bottom line. I think quite often the way that these companies are presented in the media is, oh, you've got a bit of free time on your hands, go and take a friendly little bike ride. It's not a friendly little bike ride. These guys are at peak hour when people are ordering meals in the evening, when people don't want to leave their houses and they're battling traffic and they're on bikes that we don't know what the condition is that their bikes are on. They're riding as fast as they can because it 
quicker you get a delivery done, the quicker you can get a net a new delivery. They're risking life and limb to bring food to people's doors, and we can't allow that to be a, a, a standard that we we accept in our society. Exactly, and again, get harking back to your article, the disrespect and abuse that uh, some of these uh, workers get from you know when they get the to where they're delivering their food and or along the way you know there's some stuff in there which is just in, in this article it's just mind-blowing you know and us as privileged people don't face this stuff do we right so just sitting out and waiting for the next delivery these guys are facing abuse from drunks in the street from people who are you know out for their saturday night party on chapel street or wherever else they're finding that People will come up and hassle them for money or for cigarettes or will jump on the back of their bike or will rummage through their food bag on the back of the bike. And they're finding that quite distressing. And there's nobody out there that is that is helping. Like if you were in a, in a normal workplace, you would be sent to a workplace counsellor after a traumatic incident. But nobody is um, providing these services for these guys because they're not unionised. Mm. So, um, harking back again to some stuff that we've covered... How can people help? Um, I'm thinking of one circumstance they can contact trade union ACTU or the tra- uh, transport union and give them concerns. That would be great. How about um, next time if people are using one of these services, they actually talk to the worker and ask them, are they okay or, you know, anything, you know, oh, insert words here. But, yeah, they're human. Speak to them. Mm. Yep, I think... A lot of this has to come from unions really yeah, getting okay. out there and putting up campaigns so that people who are getting into the industry know that they shouldn't accept contracts that are exploitative. Um, and I think that's really the issue is that people mm, come in mm. and they take whatever they can because they're you know, ecstatic to get any work at all. But uh, a job that exploits you, that, that risks your life, isn't a job worth having. And, mm. and people need to be aware of that. So, in conclusion, to help these people is is contact you trade unions. What about your local uh, politician? Is there? Do you see any value in that? Yep, absolutely. I definitely direct people to contact their local MPs. They will definitely try and support the rights of people at work. I hope, but I would definitely direct people towards trades hall as well, yep. um, and towards their unions, both local residents and riders should use their unions as their first point of contact Mm -hmm. to protect their rights at work. Because I just can't see... It's the whole thing of getting back to the term disruption. It's for, you know, maximum benefit for minimum payment for services given. And it's just utterly horrific. And I don't... You know, this whole thing about the gig economy and some hipster sort of a little sheen they want to put on it, it's, it's not that. It's just straight up exploitation and... We shouldn't accept it. Yep, it needs to end. Yep. Okay, so how can people kind of read your article? My work is on medium.com. My handle that they'll find it under is asha underscore wolf. So it's A-S-H-E-R underscore W-O-L-F. And they can read it on medium under that handle. Thank you for speaking to us today, Asha. Thank you. These are your
Yes, you're listening to Yarra Basque Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855 AM, digital streaming, podcast on demand, tune in, all what different ways you can listen to 3CR. And that was an interview I did with Asher Wolf. Make you think about uh, the convenience of ordering food and the conditions that some people work under so you can have that convenience. And as I think, um, pardon the um, convoluted term, but dis- disrupting to the disruption back to some semblance of normality or and or so people can have uh, paid employment but also be safe is I think the bottom line there. So um, look at uh, medium.com forward slash at the at symbol Asherwolf underscore no, Asher underscore wolf. I hope I got that not too garbled. Anyway, a little bit of news and events. Yarra Council has got out feedback for help shape Yarra's future and this is to do with key strategy documents and their draft um, council plan and uh, draft budget. So if you want to go to um, all the W's dot your say Yarra, that's all one word, dot com dot au, and you can go to your heart's content and have a look at that. You've got to have your submissions in by, oh, where have I got it here? I should be able to give you the proper submissions for that. Uh, to the 4th of May, you can actually do it online or you can go to town halls being Richmond, Collingwood, the Connie Byrne Centre or any council library branch to have a look at the hard copy of that. And if you're going to have a look at the budget, please, please, please tell them to bump up the bicycle budget, which is something we've been on to for a long time. So what I mentioned in um, earlier, the Wallen to Heathcote Rail Trail Feasibility Study finishes today. But you can do this online and it won't take you too long. And why am I mentioning this? Because the City of Greater Bendigo and Victorian State Government are working to assess the feasibility of a new 65-kilometre rail trail from Wallen to Heathcote. And this is for recreational walkers, cyclists and possibly horse riders. So you can have your say on the possible route and share your thoughts until Monday the 10th of April, which is today. So you can have a look at the feasibility study, the summary document, maps of the possible route, and give you feedback. So go to Engaging Mitchell Shire, that's all one word, dot com forward slash Wallen to Heathcote Rail Trail. Now, I will pop that link in the in the podcast, but if you have any uh, questions, you can call Vanessa Wilshire, and she's the Business Development and Engagement Officer up at Mitchell, and her phone number is 57346200. And that's really important because that's not too far out of the city, and it's lovely to be able to go out and ride on rail trails. Ah, I think that's all I've got time for this week. Coming up next, as I mentioned last week, I've got a new show, which is Jailbreak, which comes from, I believe, 2SER up in Sydney. If you're listening in for Dirt Radio, they've moved to 9.30 on Tuesday, 9.30am. So um, thank you for listening in today. Don't forget, there's a couple of 3CR benefits coming up, so please get along to them. Also, you can subscribe or donate to 3CR at uh, 3cr.org.au and keep community radio on air. And don't forget that our podcast should be up later today or tomorrow so you can listen in to Asher Wolf's um, talking about her article. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. I've had not much sleep due to um, Paris-Roubaix and um, our weather. And also I've got to say one more thing is a big thanks to Val from last week because the song we played out last week was 
the clash, uh, Know Your Rights, which when I did the interview a couple of days ago with Ash, it was like, this is perfect. So thanks for popping that back into my head, Val. Anyway, Val and Faye should be back on next week, I think, with an Easter show. So um, listen for listen for that. And I'm going to go probably take a break for a few weeks because I'm a bit tired. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope this weather diminishes and nicks off because, yeah, we're all sick of it. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.